And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodger Ritchie, here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And uh, we got a new sheriff in town here as we're getting ready to break down here on the Mouse Steel Podcast. But of course, yours truly, Charles Proudge of Ritchie, it is Arthur Smith. Uh, Steelers who have interviewed uh, three candidates uh, so far. Uh, I knew this was going to be a uh, top priority going into the offseason as we knew uh, for for this year. That was going to be very critical for any team success uh, as long as Mike Tomlin continues to still be the head coach of this team. And right now it's uh, some mixed reviews to say the least. I'll get to my thoughts in just a second. But I I would I gotta imagine it can't be any worse than what Matt Cannon was doing, but it, let's just say for right now it seems to fit their style, what Mike Tomlin wants and the Steelers as an organization. And once again, I'm Charles Prager Richie. You can follow me on my Twitter X at MassSteelCGR. Uh, like I said, we got uh, Arthur Smith who uh, comes in, uh, who uh, had a real good uh, coaching uh, experience who actually uh, began his uh, coaching uh, background uh, in the NFL uh, since uh, 2011, or actually 20, 2007, excuse me. Uh, and other than that, he's been to the collegiate level uh, two times. Uh, he he started off his career early uh, three different occasions as defense quality assistant and control with Washington, and then where he had like a long track record with the Tennessee Titans for about 10 seasons. And uh, you hear a uh, little rave reviews uh, coming from his uh, former uh, cohorts right here. After we uh, look at uh, one former offensive coordinator for the Steelers, Bill Cower, who wanted to become a head coach uh, in this league with the Cardinals, and I, I believe then the uh, Titans, uh, Ken Wisenhunt. Uh, who was actually uh, called the plays for the Steelers from 2004 to 2006 in uh, Ben's first three seasons. Uh, and Ken uh, had this to say. He was saying after having been a head coach, he's seen a lot of different things. Uh, and uh, he understands what he's up against in terms of preparing and calling plays. You bring in a guy who can help stabilize the quarterback position, I think he'll fit in well there. And uh, we'll see about that. I think, you know, when you look at the quarterbacks that he's had to work with over his uh, tenure here, I mean, when you look at everything uh, that he's been able to do as far as, like, the Tennessee Titans are concerned, I mean, you figure the names are too, like, I mean, during his uh, time in Tennessee where you look at, I mean, the names, uh, pretty uh, impressive names. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say, I mean, there's a few uh, hiccups in there. 
I mean, when you look at, I mean, he had to deal with, uh, let's see, I mean, for for the most part, he he dealt with uh, guys where he had decent success with uh, Brian Tannehill, where he was uh, calling the place for about two seasons. But before then, he started off with Matt Halsbeck, uh going on to uh, Jake Locker, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's a guy who's bouncing around in, in his NFL career. Uh, for a different team, still pretty guard, darn good thrower. Uh, then he also had uh, Zach Mettenberger, too, former Steeler quarterback. And also, he was dealing with about four seasons with uh, Marcus Mariota. But you look at uh, Arthur Smith right there, like who I mentioned, he started off technically as defense quality control. But then also, too, once you had like uh, the Tennessee Titans right there, uh, back in it here too. It all began when uh, Mike Munchak, who later become a Steelers offensive line coach, he hired him as defense quality coach in 2011. A year later, Smith became an offensive quality control coach, and when Munchak was uh, fired at the 2013 season, uh, Wisenhut was promoted to assistant tight ends uh, coach at the behest of uh, Marlarkey the tight ends uh, coach. Uh, as you know, he he went on to uh, join the Steelers uh, back in uh, 2014, I believe it was. And we said uh, right here, according to Wisdom, he was very good at trying to learn the details of the position, talking to players, interacting with them, uh, according to Wisdom. You could tell he was a smart guy. And uh, pretty much, I mean, you look at this guy right now. I mean, you look at a guy like Arthur Smith, coming into the situation right now where now they want to keep the momentum of the run game going with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren, who's been uh, gaining steam late in the season, really been doing good uh, down the stretch, especially Najee right there, who actually started off real slow. And don't forget, he was dealing with a list Frank injury the last two seasons right now. But just for the most part, he always just seemed, for whatever reason, be a slow starter. Uh, you look at a guy like Arthur Smith, it's going to pretty much almost be similar to, like, you know, Steelers organization, what they know in the past. I mean, there's a couple of people comparing it to, like, 90 Steelers football or, like, what Bill Cowell would do as far as, like, you know, attacking, you know, like, the line of scrimmage right there, attacking defenses, waiting for them to make mistakes. I mean, basically, he'll be – and also, too, Mark Malarkey, Mike Malarkey, who was a former Steelers tight end, who was offensive coordinator for 2001-2003, wanted to become a head coach different for franchises. He says there will be a lot of things going on trying to make a, def make a defense stay on their toes. And like I just mentioned, if one makes a mistake, they'll pay for it. Oh, and one other thing Malarkey said, it's all about the physical part, being the guy across from you, being the guy across from you to a pulp. And all my team meetings and tight end meetings, where he picked it up, from me or not, I don't know. That's what he believes in. And that, that's the only thing I could say right now. I mean, you look at, like, uh, currently, like, uh, his ranks right now to Smith. So do I try uh get a chance to try uh do similarly what he did with the Titans? Uh, they were ranked third in total yards per game, 396.4. They were fourth in points at 30.7 in his final season with them. Uh, which eventually saw them get eliminated by the Baltimore Ravens 
in the wild card round. It was a rematch from the year prior when the Titans uh, won and done the Ravens, the top seed in the AFC in the divisional round. Uh, he did all, of course, uh, no secret with running back uh, Derrick Henry, who led the league with 2,027 yards rushing, 17 touchdowns, and quarterback Ryan Tannehill, who was fifth in passer rating, 106 and a half, and tied for seventh in touchdowns, 33. Now, when you go over to the Falcons right there, uh, here's a big drop-off right there. Three straight seasons, which got him fired, seven and ten seasons. Uh, 24th, 14th, and 19th for an average of 22nd uh, where his uh, ranks uh, come at right there, uh, which was uh, not really uh, good right there. I mean, when, when you look at everything that he's been able to do, I mean, uh, basically, I mean, it was uh, definitely a, a sad uh, drop off right there for him, no doubt about it. I mean, he'll he'll admit that. I mean, for the most part. But, I mean, still, I mean, you look at a guy like uh, Arthur Smith right here, who's uh, coming into this uh, situation right now, and uh, just trying to get something uh, positive uh, going right now. For the most part. And uh, trying to see uh, what they could be able to match pull off right now. I mean, uh, I mean, a lot of people are like really a little stunned right there. Only just three candidates they uh, revealed on Friday uh, that they have uh, interviewed uh, two people prior to him. One was uh, Texas quarterbacks coach Gerard Johnson and Panthers offensive coordinator Thomas Brown. Everywhere he's been at, his teams have raked top 10 in rushing yards. So I mean, the only concern I have right here, when you when you look at everything we just read off right here, how much more is it going to be uh, working with the quarterback room right now? Because more particularly, Kenny Pickett, who aren't really pretty much uh, called out a little bit as far as like uh, needing to get better. I mean, he didn't say it like uh, you know a negative way, you know, but. I mean, he did kind of put him on notice when he was uh, doing his State of the Steelers address, uh, which you can find on YouTube right there. Uh, basically, uh, look at he was talking with uh, Rob King of the Steelers Radio Network. But also, too, I mean, uh, Mason Rudolph, I mean, who's who's a, who's going to be becoming an unrestricted free agent. And then Mr. Biscuit, it doesn't sound like the door is totally slammed shut on him right now. I mean, he could possibly be, still be on this roster right now, which uh, I, I'm really uh, skeptical. I think he'll just be the main two guys. But at the same time, too, if we're going to be talking about this offensive core there, too, I mean, and what you're trying to work with. And, I mean, the main thing is right now, too, I mean, you need to get these guys to, like, buy it, how they're going to buy into this uh, plan right now. I mean, it's going to take some time. I mean, obviously, I don't expect anything to happen, you know, like, early in the first year. But I would expect to see some something figured out throughout the season. I imagine it's going to be a little bit of a tough sled at first. But I do feel like they're going to try and establish an identity. I mean... 
for a Steelers team who still prides itself, I mean, right now, I mean, just being in the playoffs, I mean, which is great. You always still find a way to get a ticket to the dance. Do you be competing for it, making the playoffs, but then trying to get to the next step, winning playoff games once again. The thing is, we continue to remind how quarterback play number one and, of course, ball security as well as defense. I think uh, defense, uh, that game could have got over ugly and quick versus the Bills when they were down by three scores in the wild card round. But they managed to uh, hang around and break down a one-score game and uh, lost that game only by two possessions, I mean, at the end of the day. So, so Arthur Smith right now, I, I'm, I'm really just uh, curious right now how this is going to be a fit right now for Mike Tomlin and his uh, staff. Uh, we are talking right now of uh, the recapping of the hire of uh, Arthur Smith or waiting for it to still be official. It is expected to be like a three-year signing, according to Jerry uh, Dulek of the Pittsburgh uh, Post-Gazette. As uh, he put on his uh, Twitter X uh, content. But speaking of which, uh, too, I, I think right now, because this, I mean, I was hearing like about a week ago from 937 the fan, Andrew Filipponi, too, that they got Arthur Smith, they would more than likely have uh, Mike Munchak and a uh, package deal, which obviously did not happen. But I think of anything, too, I, for right now, this is not a wowing move for me. But for right now, I'll give this grade a B minus for right now until proven out otherwise. This higher. I'll give it a B minus. Because this couldn't be anything similar to like what they had with uh Munchek. You know, like having that offensive line develop like an attitude right there, quarterback protection right there, too. I mean, yeah, I believe too. Until the quarterbacks play continues to improve right now. You need to do a lot better job gay protection at that position, no doubt. I mean, the Steelers, for the most part, I mean, I think they're all, from what we can see, their offensive line has been getting somewhat better. I mean, it all started, I mean, since like 2021, uh, Ben's uh, last uh, season with the Steelers right there. And it's been a long time since they've been doing a good job protecting the quarterback right there. I mean, for the most part. I mean, the last time they've been anywhere near, like, in the teens or, you know, just a, a decent, solid number, like I said, was uh, aside from Ben's uh, last year, you have to go back as far as, like, four years ago now going on the pandemic year. Only 14 sacks allowed, where Ben Rosberger got sacked 13 times in that season. Still managed to throw for 4,129 uh, yards in, in that uh, season. But, I mean, they, they got to get quarterback protections in order to help, like, make the quarterback play continue to improve. Kenny Pickett is definitely, no doubt about it. I mean, he's pretty much uh, being put on notice here. And speaking of which, let's go ahead and get right into it. Uh, so, like I said, I'm going to give this uh, higher Arthur Smith a B minus. But let's go ahead and, like, uh, not be uh, a secret to this topic right here. Uh, what's on the spotlight? 
Aaron Rooney, too, uh, he was talking about uh, being patient with Mike Thomas, their head coach. Uh, but he did express some frustration, too, in his lack of playoff win success with their last win coming no secret since the Chiefs back in 2016. Uh, we had enough of this, according to Rooney. It's time to get some wins. It's time to take these next steps. Certainly there's a resolve and determination there, Rooney said to Tomlin. And I think I said before, I think all of us that have been around for a little while are anxious to take this next step and getting a little impatient. And we need to see the kind of improvement we all want to see. Mike believes that as far as anybody else in the building. But, I mean, at the end of the day, too, he also did say – too, if you didn't think Mike Tomlin had those attributes, like what they fought when they hired him, that would not be the case. But to tell you the truth right now, and I'm glad Art Rooney said that. Not that he may have not alluded to it before, but I mean, just to hear him, I mean, just pretty much, I mean, just acknowledge, too, that, I mean, just these one and dones in the playoffs. Everybody knows, I mean, I mean, I don't want to like shade off Mike Tomlin. I mean, it, I mean, we'd be nuts to like uh force a guy out of town like this and have someone else try and come in and do the job that he's done with this roster. No doubt. But I always keep maintaining the argument too about Mike Tomlin. You find a way what you do, the patchwork job you continue to do with this team to build it late in the season and to keep them competitive at the expense that you do. I mean, when you when you make the playoffs or not, which he's been to 11 uh, times in his career, which ranks second as far as head coaches in Steelers history behind Chuck Noll, I, I think there's – I don't think that's unreasonable to ask. I mean, people want to keep calling Steelers fans uh, spoiled – uh, like not appreciating like what Mike Tomlin has done. No, I don't think that's the case. I think there are a lot of fans that appreciate what he's done for them, getting them to this point. It just feels like rinse and repeat since their last playoff victory. Just get us one multiple playoff victories. I mean, give us, I mean, if you can, the AFC Championship game. Not every year, but I mean, just just multiple wins in the playoffs. Because honestly, it's just not making progress. I I, I mean, I just I the only thing I will say too, which is a very sensitive thing to Mike Tomlin, and I, I I apologize for going here. But I mean, he's also was a black eyed coach. I mean, of course, when we look at today's times that we live in, I mean, for according to a black person, when you're black, it's everything. But as far as, as it pertains to coaches in this league, a lot of coaches who got screwed around and, uh, like, struggling to find jobs or have a long, consistent footing in this league. It's been very uh, rare and few in between right there uh, since we've seen that. And you know the Rooney organization, especially Art Rooney, who's inherited this uh, franchise uh, from his uh, father. 
and his grandfather all the years. I mean, how much pride they put in trying to like uh, keep the ruling rule uh, respectable. But I mean, but still, I mean, it's just very rare guys you see. I mean, the only guys that come to mind who have have long stays, you could argue Mike Tallon, who right now is uh, going into his 18th season. Then you had Tony Dudgey for 13 seasons. I mean, combined with the uh, Bucks and Colts, but he had more of a longer stay with the Colts than he did the Bucks. He was there for seven seasons. Marvin Lewis was there for 16 seasons with the Bengals, despite zero playoff wins. Down the screen, here's another guy right here, too. He's He's been with the Vikings for nine years, but still after that, or no, 10 seasons, excuse me, 10 seasons. 10 seasons uh, with the Vikings uh, before having uh, his last ride with the Cardinals. But, I mean, still, I think that's a very concern. I think they're trying to be very careful and out of respect, too. I mean, they they don't want to be foolish enough where if they decide to part ways. As, of course, as we know, we're very uh, convinced a lot of us are that he's not going to get fired. That's just not the way the Rulings do things with coaches. But... Maybe, I mean, the only thing is, too, I mean, Brooke Pryor was talking about this with Brian Backo, uh, one of their uh, podcasts with the Post-Gazette. And the thing is, too, it didn't really sound as firm. I mean, you feel like the momentum of, of Mike Tomlin getting a contract extension with this team, it doesn't seem as firm as it was in years past, despite Art Rooney acknowledging that. And, and the only reason why I say that because of the quote that Rooney has mentioned there. I mean, it, it's getting to the point right now. He's a great coach. But again, what have you done for us lately? And I'd be ignorant to think that anyone else could do this job. I'm not sure. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, I think what's going to be real interesting, if they decide to cross that bridge, they do They do decide to part ways with Mike Tomlin, how are they going to find that right guy? I mean, because remember, you had Kevin Colbert, who assisted uh, Art Rooney as far as interviewing the new GM candidates, who they ultimately decided to go internally and promote Omar Khan uh, to the position. And uh, he's he's in his going into his third season right now. I mean, with this uh, team having a uh, nineteen and uh, nineteen and fifteen record uh, with this team and a playoff appearance. And there you go. I I mean I I have names, but I mean at the same time, can I mean, can you see, honestly, someone like if Mike McCarthy got pushed out of the door, Dallas Cowboys come over here with the Steelers? I mean, Mike McCarthy, I think, would be an intriguing guy if they ever decide to cross that uh, bridge. Uh, Mike McCarthy, which, uh, by the way, too, he was uh, born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I mean, he'd be a true Pittsburgh guy. I mean, I think he's uh, done very well with what he's did 
Lisa, when you look at his career, I mean, having to work with a great quarterback and Aaron Rodgers, with the Packers, and starting off with Brett Favre for the two seasons that they, they were brief with the guy, as far as the NFC Championship game, the guy. But with Aaron Rodgers, he did uh, win his one and only Super Bowl in 2010, which came at the expense of the Steelers in Super Bowl 45 at AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. But, I mean, uh, towards the end, we know what happened, uh, how it ended right there. And uh, it definitely was just some bare uh, frustration right there. I mean, you look at with uh, Rodgers and uh, McCarthy right there. I mean, who actually been to the playoffs together eight times uh, all together with, with it. With, as a duel. But then to see what he's doing with uh, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys right now, I know they had one of their most embarrassing playoff losses to Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers, but I mean, you look at Mike McCarthy, what he's done, taking over the uh, play-calling passes for former office quarter Kellen Moore. The only thing with Mike McCarthy right there, just the way he motivates men, there just seems some players who get rubbed the wrong way Maybe a little distant, but I mean, I, if if we're across that bridge, that'd be one guy I'd be thinking of. I mean, and who else? I mean, would be out there. I mean, Jim Harbaugh. That's a little bit too a little too late. I mean, he's he's already going to be with the LA Chargers right now. Uh, congratulations to him returning back to the NFL, uh, which he did last week. He officially agreed to become the Chargers head coach. Uh, after winning a college football national championship with the Michigan Wolverines, now he wants to become that fourth coach ever in that elusive category to win a national championship in college football and a Super Bowl. Super Bowl, which is still evading him right there. Of course, no secret. I mean, you got, you got to really think about this right now. I mean, is Mike Tomlin's time nearing as a head coach. I mean, I talked about this with uh, Wesley Euler about a couple years back, uh, back in July of 2021. He kind of felt like it, it was slowly nearing. But, I mean, you really start to see it right now. And I think if anything right now, Mike Tomlin, he's definitely earned the right to try and turn this thing around. I mean, if anything, where he, I would sense that pressure is being put on him, forcing the change in the offense quarter there, which Mike Tomlin admitted that was this was his decision, which I still kind of question a little bit, by the way. Uh, do I'm sure him and Art really collaborated, or Art really, you know, put pressure on him off the side, like say, hey, you know what, we can't have this anymore. There's a lot to really think in that regard. I mean, is it true like what Bill Walsh said? Sometimes, you know, coaches should not be in an organization for more than 10 years. I mean, 10 years, usually your message start, seems to get stale. And it, it, that's very highly questionable with Mike Tomlin right now. But if you really think about 10-year mark after 2016, what happened? I mean, they still made four more playoff appearances and 
0-5 in their current playoff win drought. And that that's just the bottom line right here. And uh, still defense on average allowing 40 points a game. Mike Tomlin loves coaching football. But I mean, for right now, I I'm glad I'm glad Art really said what he said. Seriously. It's a little relief. I don't want to see this happen to him, but if we gotta cross that bridge, gotta make a difficult decision here. But uh anyway, let's go go and hear what um Art Rooney really had to say also too, as far as the quarterback situation with the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Here's what he had to say. Uh, when he was talking with Rob King of the Steelers Radio Network. Coaching is a big topic. Quarterbacks are a big topic as well. You had three guys in your quarterback room. You needed them all with injuries. Uh, Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph. Um, how do you assess where that stands right now um, with the three quarterbacks in the quarterback room heading into this offseason? Well, I mean, number one, Kenny, I think we still believe in Kenny and think he has room to grow and, and look forward to, you know, the new coordinator, the new staff coming in and helping him uh, take that next step uh, and then uh, you know Mason came in and showed what he can do and really I think was able to show what our offense is capable of and uh, did a great job and uh, so you know love to have uh, Mason back if, if everything can work out in that way uh, and, and have some competition at the position and then uh, you know Mitch you know we'll just have to see where we go with Mitch and you know the other the other spots that might be available. Yeah, so there you have it right there. Uh, I mean, just Mitch, just interesting how he's allowing him to hang around, uh, see what happens right there. But I, I like the fact uh, what he just said right there. I mean, how, see, he can just work with that quarterback room right there. He's not totally throwing the white flag on Kenny Pickett. But, I mean, at the same time, too, I mean, we consider the investment they put up into him. They didn't trade up for this guy. They drafted him 20 up overall in the 2022 draft about two years ago. They love the fact that he played in the same stadium at the University of Pitt. Uh, the the pass records that he set that he broke for Dan Marino's uh, passing yards, touchdowns, and to possibly be their next franchise quarterback to be the hair parrot of Ben Roethlisberger. Only time will tell on that. But other than that, uh, as we get closer, I will do starting uh, little by little uh, next week. We got Super Bowl 58 in the Sin City in Vegas. Super Bowl 54 rematch between the Niners versus the uh, Chiefs versus Niners in that one, which I predicted here. Uh, Dan Campbell, all I just got to say, you know what? Uh, that. The two opportunities he had on those fourth and shorts right there in the third and fourth quarter. I think definitely the second uh, missed opportunity to go for a field goal and tie the game was inexcusable. I still don't like the one where they missed going up by three possessions, but they passed for it incomplete. Anyway, do or die right now, but... uh. I think it's going to be a great true bowl. But that's going to do it for this edition here of the Metal Steel Podcast. Once again, you can follow me on my Twitter X content at Metal Steel CGR and on Instagram at Metal Steel Nation. So I leave you. Don't be trolling. Be rolling. Here we go, Serious. Here we go. Thank God. <laughs>